Yo, this is King Petty, aka Feed Me Kicks, and this is the I Respectfully Disagree podcast. Well, this is not the official first episode. Um, I'm sitting here waiting for the Lakers and the Spurs game to come on, and I thought about something while I was in the shower, and I was like, you know what, man, let me go out here and turn this mic on real quick, just so I can put my thoughts down and this will give me an opportunity to uh, play around with the editing still got a few more things I want to buy before I get this first episode up and going but this right here will give me an opportunity to see what it sounds like I'm going to post a link here on SoundCloud and uh, if you can like share uh, give me some comments feedback whatever the case may be but um, as you all know all-star weekend is approaching and I read today where they're making some changes to the three-point contest. So, for those that don't know, they've already announced that they're making changes to the actual All-Star game. And not sure how I feel about that yet. I believe they said they're going to do something along the lines of um, after each quarter, they're going to reset the scores back to zero. And whoever wins each quarter gets a a point or whatnot. And then that fourth quarter will be untimed. And they're going to have a set score that they're going to reach. And that's going to determine who wins the basketball game. And for this first year, unfortunately, with the passing of Kobe Bryant, I believe that they said that they're going to add 24 to whatever the final score is at the end of the third quarter to determine who's going to be the winner of the all-star game and not too sure how I feel about that yet. Like I'm not sure why they're making all these changes. And I understand that, you know, the fans are kind of upset and they're complaining about the competition or the competitiveness in the all-star games here of late, probably in the last five years or so. Um, not really even five, because if you go back to that last all-star game with Kobe Bryant, you know, every time Kobe was out there, he was trying to win. He was trying to compete. And after his last all-star game, I think that's when we started seeing a decline. And that's where I wanted to go at with my thought process tonight, because I was in the shower and I was just sitting there, you know, thinking about different things. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, why are they making all these changes to the All-Star game and making changes, considering making changes to the league and cross-conference playoffs and mid-season tournaments and stuff like that? And I'm like, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And my thoughts were... I think it's not that the game itself is bad. I actually think the players are spoiled. Like, you got to think now with the amount of money that they're giving out to all these players, whether they've earned it or not, is mind-blowing. And if I'm a non-superstar player and I'm getting big money then what would be my motivation to go out and play hard or try to earn a spot on the all-star team 
or if I do make the all-star team, what's going to drive me to go all out and treat this game like it's a regular season game or treat it like it's a playoff game because I'm already getting paid. So the last thing on my mind is competing for an all-star game. I'm just trying to play this game, get it over with, enjoy whatever little days I have off before we go down this home home stretch leading into the playoffs if you're even a playoff team so that's when I got to thinking I was like man you know when I was growing up we used to love watching the all-star game because we always knew like yeah the first quarter you know they put on a show here or there but by the time you got to the third quarter man it it's time to tighten up your shoes and, and let's go you know Allen Iverson was my favorite player growing up so all of those years Watching Allen Iverson and Vince Carter and all those guys, they were actually out there trying to win. They were going at it trying to win. And especially by the time the fourth quarter came, you know, that was one of my favorite all-star games. I believe it was, uh, I want to say maybe 2005. Not sure. I don't have everything pulled up here in front of me. Again, this is not an official episode of the podcast. I'm just trying to get my thoughts out and I was like you know what what better way to try to introduce this than to plug up the mic and let's go you know the Lakers have already started so I'm gonna make this kind of quick but I was just saying to myself I'm like these players don't really have any incentives to go out and compete and leave it all on the floor and that's where I'm saying that I feel like the players now are spoiled you look at your Steph Curry's, your James Harden's, and these guys have $200 million contracts. And we're talking about more money than some of the old school players made their entire career. And these were legendary Hall of Famers, like, battled. You know what I'm saying? Your your Barclays, your Ewans, your Alonzo Mornings, the Kimbe Mutombo, you know what I'm saying? Like, those guys, boots on the ground, hard hat, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were in the trenches, win, lose, or draw. But now you got the game where you got these guys making all this money. It's a finesse game. Your Euro steps, your step back threes, your fancy dribbling. And on top of the fact that these guys are not trying to get hurt. So they're not going to go all out. They're not going to play hard-nosed defense. They're not going to go in and crash the boards. You know, this this all-star break, is it almost comes off as an inconvenience. LeBron is my favorite player currently here in the league now, and even sometimes his body language is just kind of like, you know, I'm not going to go all out for this. Like, I remember when the all-star, all-star weekend was about the actual stars of the league. You had your three-point contest, and it was full of stars or the best three-point shooters in the entire league, where now it's like you're having to try to beg the superstar players to come out. I know the dunk contest is a sensitive subject, considering that LeBron is one of my favorites. He's never participated or whatever. But it's like I remember the Dominiques and the Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the best dunkers participated, where now it's like they're just grabbing guys, in hopes that somebody's going to come out and put on a show. And it's like, what's happening to the game of basketball? And I kind of want to leave it there because once I do start this podcast, 
those are some of the things that I want to start talking about because I actually love the game of basketball. Like, I made a, a status today on Facebook, and I said, um, we're actually missing Steph Curry and Klay Thompson because, in my opinion, thus far, the NBA season is just kind of kind of boring. Like, we thought with all the changes over the summer and – Going away from the big three to now, it's like each team kind of has a a one-two punch. We thought the league was going to be exciting and it's going to be some going back and forth and some some marquee matchups. And it's like here we are at All-Star break and the Milwaukee Bucks are ahead in the east with the Lakers ahead in the west. But even with those two, it's like they're not really exciting in my opinion, like the games that we thought the Lakers versus Milwaukee or the Lakers versus the Clippers, the Lakers didn't match their intensity. They just kind of came out flat, didn't give us, you know, what we wanted to see or what our expectations were. And outside of that, Kyrie's been hurt. Boston's kind of been up and down. Philadelphia's hit a rough patch. Uh, The Clippers are just kind of coasting. So outside of the Pelicans right now with Zion coming back, I will say that they're young and exciting to watch. The few games that I have watched of them here of late with Zion back, they're actually trying to compete. And you can see that they have a, a bright future as long as they keep those young pieces intact. Maybe add a veteran player here. that you know I know J.J. Reddick's out there, but it's almost like, to me, he doesn't fit on that roster. I don't know how they're going to utilize him moving forward the more healthier zion gets so um that's something that we can keep our eyes on in the future and then maybe uh john morant down in memphis you know he's giving them something to cheer for but outside of that it's like you know the league is just kind of i don't know dame is on a tear right now for those that are keeping up with it uh dame lillard is putting on a a huge stretch right now the last six games or so he's averaging almost 50 points and um even with that the portland trailblazers are on the outside looking in right now the spurs are on the outside looking in so it's like where is that excitement at in basketball right now and of course i respect curry's game i love clay thompson's game my only gripe with them was when they added Kevin Durant. And, again, I don't want to dig too deep into that. Um, we'll talk about that later on once the podcast finally gets up and running, bring a few guests in so it's not me just sitting here rambling on a microphone. And we can actually have some uh, deep conversation in regards to the Golden State moves or whatever. Outside of that... I respect their game. I love Steph Curry's game. Like, that that's unbelievable what he came into the league and, and done. Like, you saw him at Davidson, and he was even fun in college. But you really didn't know how that was going to transition into the NBA, considering that when he came in, he was kind of small. You know, his frame was small. Really didn't have a, a muscular build or whatnot. Then he had the ankle issues. So, you you really didn't know what you were going to get. And then, boom, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Warriors just become this this dynasty, like unstoppable force, even before Kevin Durant got there. So, low-key, I was 
cheering them on, you know, because of the game itself. Not that I wanted to be a Golden State Warriors fan or nothing of that nature, but it was like watching them on Sports Center every night and they're breaking each other's records for three pointers and shooting your shot and turning around going the other way before it goes in the basket. Like that that was entertaining. And my only gripe again was my favorite player is LeBron, so they come right in the middle of LeBron in his prime going to the finals multiple trips and they kind of got in the way of him, you know, submitting his name up there with the the Kobe's and the Mike's because I honestly feel like LeBron should have had about four or five rings by now at this point. But again, we'll save that for another day. But back to what I was saying, it's like on my status, I'm like, this is what the league is missing. I feel like if Golden State had their two star players, then every night when you play the Golden State Warriors, you have to respect them regardless of whether Kevin Durant was there or not. You would have to respect them out there on the floor. And they're lightning in a bottle. Like, man, both of them could go for 40 every night. And especially since Kevin Durant is not on the floor taking those extra shots, now you can divide Kevin Durant's shots between Clay and, and Curry. So they legit could average 30 each. And you got D'Lo out there. You got Draymond. Yeah, they got some young pieces. They got rid of uh, Iggy or whatnot. But just from an entertainment standpoint, I feel like they still would have been fun to watch. And they would have pushed a lot of these Western teams to make them go out and compete. Because right now, I feel like the Clippers are coasting. Not too sure what's going on with the Lakers. Like, one night, they'll be on fire. They're locked in. They're playing defense. Then another night... They look like they don't care. So hopefully after the All-Star break, they'll they'll turn it around or hit another gear, or I'm not sure with the trade line, trade deadline coming up, if they're gonna try to make a move. Because Kuzma is a great talent. No disrespect to Kyle Kuzma. He's got game. But in order for him to thrive, he needs more touches than what he's getting. And making him a catch-and-shoot guy or trying to get his buckets in transition, he just doesn't fit in, in my opinion. So do they try to move him to get another defender or somebody that can create for themselves to make the defense have to stretch the floor? I don't know. We'll find out because um, actually they only got about 48 hours before they have to make a move. But it's like hopefully after the All-Star break, that's when we'll – we'll start seeing what some of these teams are really made of. But it's like right now, I don't see the the entertainment value of the game. And I guess that's where my mind was going in regards to the all-star game, because I'm saying to myself, I'm like, you're trying to make all these changes to make the fans be able to come in and enjoy the product that you're putting out. But in reality, it's the players. You shouldn't have to make changes to the game. The game is always going to be basketball. 48 minutes, and whoever has the most points at the end of that wins the game. Now you're trying to add all these different incentives and factors and this and that, and it's like, no, you need to come up with something to make these players play harder. Like, I almost feel like maybe if they, before they did this captain stuff and you – 
mix the East with the West. I feel like they might should have adopted the the baseball approach where it's like the winner of that game, the winner of the All-Star game, East or West, that's who gets home court advantage in the finals. I feel like, in my opinion, that would force them to go out and compete because at the end of the day, you don't know who's going to get into the finals. But if you do make the finals, at least you know that due to your performance in the All-Star game, you're going to get home court advantage. You know, something of that nature to force these guys to go out here and compete because in my opinion, and after this I'm going to be quiet because I want to sit down and watch this game. Um, With the money that these guys are making and they're out here trotting around, not putting forth the effort, man, to me, that's bad for business. And maybe that's where they need to have a, a players meeting or get in, uh, I believe Chris Paul is the president of the Players Association and send something out to where it's like, all right, guys, like we're, we we met y'all in the middle in regards to making sure uh, the top players earned top money, got top contracts. Uh, the mid-level players got a respectable amount of money, even all the way down to the bench. You know, the money, the league has plenty of money to give out, but now, okay, you got your money. You got to give us the best that you got every single night. And I know the conversation this season has been about low management and stuff of that nature. But it's like, I mean, Kawhi is one of the highest paid players on the Clippers. And it's like, you come to work when you want to? No, don't put your body on the line for an injury and it's just a regular season. I get that. But it's like, okay, we didn't think. From soon as the season started, you was just going to skip every other night, clear off from game one through the 82nd game, you play every other night. So we're talking about you possibly playing a maximum of 50 games, so to speak, but you're the highest paid player on the team. And it's like, I understand where Trez and all of them kind of was rumbling in the locker rooms about it's not fair how they're getting this superstar treatment when we're out here landing on the line every single night just so this team can stay in contention out west and, and stay up top. Trez and Lou Will, they're they're lacing up every single night, giving you twenty plus and your best players are, are coming every other night. Like I don't know. But again, we'll save all of that for when this podcast actually starts. But um if you all could uh like, share, comment, give me some feedback. For those who know me personally, uh, reach out to me via Facebook. Um, I'm going to create a Instagram for the podcast. Again, the podcast is titled I Respectfully Disagree. Um, I'll get into all of that once we do record our first episode and what was the motivation behind me naming it that. And uh, hopefully, maybe in the next week or so, we can get this off the ground, get it up and running. I'm going to have a few guests come in. We'll just sit down and talk about sports. Um, I want it to be a sports podcast, but I'm not going to limit it to sports, uh, music, movies, whatever you want to talk about. You know, whoever's in the house at the time of us recording, if they have something we want to talk about. And if I feel like I have an opinion on it, then we can we can sit down and, and have that conversation. Um don't really want to talk about politics as much because I know that's a touchy subject, but certain things are coming up 
And if people want to talk about it, then we'll we'll talk about it. Because I know <laughs> right now with this impeachment stuff and all that, like, I don't know. Again, I, I don't want to touch on that right now. But, um, again, I appreciate you all for listening. I'm going to get this edited, get it uploaded. And once I figure out how to get all this up and running, then we're definitely going to going to get this podcast off the ground and again i appreciate everybody's support you know oftentimes when i go live on facebook and stuff a lot of people tune in and we go back and forth with the comments or people inbox me and say they enjoy some of my uh opinions on certain things so that's what kind of pushed me into starting a podcast so again thank you all for your support and hopefully we can get this off the ground but anyways um Reach out to me. Let me know what y'all think about this All-Star weekend coming up and why the NBA feels the need to make these changes. And I think they added two, uh, some deeper shots for the three-point contest, and they're going to be worth three points instead of your typical money ball being worth two. And I'm like, you know, I understand the game has evolved, you know, due to Curry and Clay, they're t- and Dame taking shots from the logo and – uh half court and blah 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 but it's like is the league becoming the the harlem globe trotters like to me i feel like you don't have a broken product you just need to figure out how to get these players to be more motivated to go out here and put on a show like adding a a deeper shot to me is that's not necessary in my opinion because now you're gonna have guys going out here trying to pull and only a selective like don't get me wrong i'll stop what i was getting ready to say they're all professional athletes everybody can shoot from probably anywhere on the court i'm pretty sure in an open gym dwight howard and shaq them put up three pointers and stuff all the time but what i'm saying is when the lights come on and that pressure is applied and you're actually out here competing for a three-point contest you're gonna have a bunch of guys going out here trying these shots and can't even hit the side of a barn and it's like why are you doing that because as a fan these are professional athletes making tens of millions of dollars we're expecting them to go out here and and make these shots and if they're just throwing them up here not hitting anything then what's the point in adding this shot because now you're making your product look bad Same way with the dunk contest. You added in all these different props and this and that, and now you got guys going in and missing dunks and having to jump over J. Cole and J. Cole throwing lobs, and it's the fourth or fifth attempt, and it's like it's too gimmicky. Like bring the best of the best, go out there, finish your dunks, make your three-pointers, and just live with the results. Like I feel like the league has went too far into – the entertainment value of basketball. Like, it's not N1. It's not the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, this is basketball. These are supposed to be the best players in the world. Just go out there and play hard-nosed basketball and leave it all on the floor. But anyways, again, I appreciate everybody's support. Get ready to finish this game, 1919. Kind of a slow start. Again, on this first episode, once I do get it going, I do want to touch on the Kobe Bryant stuff and get my thoughts out. Hopefully, my first episode is going to include uh, my buddy Chris and my partner Daryl. 
Daryl's a diehard Lakers fan, so before I discuss anything Laker-related or Kobe, I want to be sure to have a, a true Laker fan in the room so we can have that conversation. So anyways, I'm out of here.